Good morning, everyone. Good morning, those who are joining us online. Two weeks ago, I, I talked about Joseph, who was given the nickname Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And we took a look at three personality traits that I believe earned him that nickname, son of encouragement. We took note how Joseph was one who was generous, how he was one who was optimistic. He saw the good in others that sometimes we can't see. But then the third thing was he had an open mind as to what God was doing. And I was honest with you. Generosity, no problem. Being optimistic, seeing good in people, okay. But the older I get, the more set in my ways I become. Because I'm traditional and I like my routine, I, I had to admit, it becomes a little difficult for me to have an open mind with some of the new things God wants to do. And any good preacher preaches to himself. And on Monday morning, two weeks ago, in my office, I just said, Lord, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to have an open mind to the things that you want to do. But you just, you have to help me. I, I need, I, I need that help. I need to get, I need to get unstuck. I don't want to be a stuck in the mud, stick in the mud. I, 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 help me, Lord. Tuesday morning, I come into my office a week ago Tuesday after that prayer. My devotions was on Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. Would you stand for the reading of God's word? Isaiah 54. And sometimes in my devotions, I try to read a chapter. But a lot of times, it's after two verses that the Lord just hits me. And this is what I want to share with you. Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who never, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman, woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch the tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen the cords. Strengthen the stakes. And I just stopped. And I reread that. Because when I think about enlarge, stretch, strengthen, and lengthen. How many know that the Lord is giving a prophetic word to the children of Israel that change is on its way? <laughs> you may be seated. As I sat there thinking about change, this is not an all-comprehensive list, but there are different ways people respond to change. Let's, let's be honest. I, I admire the people who just 
embrace change. They look forward to change. They like change. Every other year, they're changing the color of their bedroom. You know, uh, once I settle on a paint, you know, it's fine. It's there for 20 years. I like it. But there's some people that, <laughs> some of you are like, there's some people who I don't want to say are never happy, but it seems like they're never happy because they're always changing. And they just embrace the change. Then there are some who just go along with the flow. They don't have an opinion one way or another. They just follow. And as changes take place, they just, hey, they, they just go with it. Then there are those who, from time to time, let's be honest, you, you question change. You want to know the why behind the change. And once someone explains the why and you comprehend it and understand it, then you're more acceptable with it. And you can just, okay, now I know the why behind it and understand the why, then, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just embrace the change. Then there are those who can be critical of change. Because you don't like change. You don't like the new norm. You you like the old way. But after a while, you start to adapt to the network instead of the district. And you just accept. And then there are those who are rebellious against change. The more they resist, the more rebellious they become. And and you know what's kind of interesting sometimes about this? Instead of an individual not liking change and resisting change, instead of the individual just kind of like leaving the organization by themselves, what happens usually with a rebellious person is they develop a coalition, a group, to agree with them. And sometimes it can be disastrous. In order to understand Isaiah 54, you need to know the context. You need to understand Isaiah 53. And I sat there and I'm thinking, change, enlarge, stretch, lengthen, strengthen. The barren woman becoming productive. Change. And then all of a sudden, I said, okay, the context. What, what, let's go back to Isaiah 53. And I knew what Isaiah 53. Most of you know Isaiah 53. It's the prophetic words about Jesus Christ. Of him being despised and rejected. Ridiculed. Beaten, slain, hung on a cross to take the punishment 
of our sins. And when you understand the context that Jesus had to die and he rose from the dead, once you understand the context of what the prophetic words are in Isaiah 53, then you get to Isaiah 54. Sing! Sing, O barren woman, you who have been shamed. Sing! We have been forgiven. You who never bore a child, burst into song. Shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because your days are coming, because more are the children of the desolate woman. You will have more children than the woman who has a husband. Sing, shout. And I'm telling you, for 12 days, this usually doesn't happen to me, but for 12 days, I meditated on these two verses. And I'm not going to so much preach on the first verse as I am on the second verse, but I can't get the first verse out of my mind without thinking that I honestly believe that this is a word for the Lord for some of you as well as those who may be watching online. That there may be those today sitting, watching online, who feel as though you have been in a dry season. You feel as though your spiritual gifts have been dormant. You feel like your life has been unproductive, not fruitful. Your spiritual life is almost non-existent where it's just hard to go through the motions. Yeah, you come to church, you put on a smile, but inside you're empty, lonely, and you feel like you've been deserted. And God says to you today, a day is coming when you're going to sing and you're going to burst out in song and you're going to shout for joy and your life will be more productive than it has ever been before, says the Lord. Now, to all of us, the Lord says, Enlarge the place of your tent. And for the longest, enlarge the place of your tent. And all of a sudden, as I'm thinking, I, I, I don't like construction projects. I like my house the way it is. I don't like renovations. But God says... I want you to enlarge the place of your tent. In other words, I want you to make more room for me. Enlarge your capacity for God. Because God wants to do bigger things in your life than he's ever done before. But you got to have enlarged. you got to make room. And in order to make room, sometimes you got to get rid of things. In order to make room for God, 
There's only so much room we have in our bodies. And in order to enlarge our capacity, there are some things that have to go in order for God to do bigger things as you make more room for him. Like John the Baptist says, I must decrease and he must increase. And what is it that God wants to do? Let us never forget the reason why God created us. God created us so we could commune with him, so we could have an intimate relationship with him. And God says he's a jealous God, and there's some things in your life that you just got to get rid of so that you can enlarge your capacity for more of me. And the second thing is God wants to be made known through us to this lost and dying world. I love the song. All of life comes down to just one thing. That's to know you, Jesus, and to make you known. Jabez got it. Jabez said, he cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Enlarge my circle of influence. Now, some people have a problem when you pray this prayer, Lord, bless me, like it's selfish. Well, it all depends upon the motive. Why are you praying, bless me, Lord? Are you praying, bless me, Lord, so that you can be free from pain and destruction and suffering and you can have self-comfort? Or when you pray, bless me, I believe the motive behind Jabez was bless me that you may enlarge the circle of my influence, that you may give me greater influence, that you may give me a larger territory where I can share my life with people who need to know you. Hey, remember when God made a covenant with Abraham? What did God say to Abraham? I will bless you. And you will be a blessing. And all the nations will be blessed through you. God wants to bless you so, and fill you with his presence. So that in return, the overflow of God can be bestowed on others. And quite frankly, we just need to enlarge our circle of influence. That more of God can flow to us to others. That's the bless me. And we think we can do it on our own. But God is not looking for ability. You know what God is looking for? Availability. Where we just avail him, ourselves to him and let him do the work in our life. And then this word came to me. It's not through our ability, but it's through our availability and our willingness to be expanded. And there we are talking about change again. Expanded. And this word kept going through my mind. God wants to expand 
our, our capacity. God wants to expand our area influence. God wants to expand our territory. And in order to expand, you know what you got to be? Flexible. You got to be, what's the elect, uh, uh, stretching, banding? Uh, elastic. And I'm sitting there in my office thinking that God wants to expand, which means i got to be stretchable. And the first thing that comes to my mind, you can't put new wine in old wineskins. You put the new wine in the old wineskin, the old wineskins are dry, brittle, set in their ways, stuck in the mud, and they'll just burst. And I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. I don't want to be an old wineskin that I know you want to enlarge our circle of influence. You want to enlarge our territory. You want us to enlarge our capacity and enlarge our... T- and, and, and God, it, and I prayed, Lord, make me expandable. Keep me fresh. Keep me anew. Lord, I don't want to be an old wineskin that cracks and can't contain the blessings you want to pour out. Make me flexible. Make me expandable for what you want to do. That's how we enlarge. And then, stretch the tent curtains wide. Stretch them wide and and don't hold back. Do you know how much we are just creatures of habit? If you don't think you're a creature of habit, look where you're sitting. Because every week you sit in the same place, week after week after week. You're just creatures of habit. You, you know what I want to do? I, I am so tempted so, some Sunday to rearrange the configuration of the chairs. We have no middle aisle and we just have three sections instead of four sections. And, and to see you come in, you know, come in on a Sunday morning and see it already configured, you know. You'd be like the music band. Trouble, 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 trouble. Oh, we got trouble, trouble. Because we're just creatures of habit. We have our routines. We have our routine in the morning. You get up. You open the curtains to a certain point. You lift the blind to a certain point. You open the blinds to a certain degree. And, and over a while, the, these habits, these routines become habits. And you know what I read? Habits and routines form ruts. And you know what ruts are? Ruts are just open graves. And we resist. We don't want to be stretched. How many has ever gone to PT before, physical therapy? Yeah. And when they start stretching, it hurts. It's painful. And we don't want to be stretched. We want our nice little routine. We want to open our curtains to a certain place. We want to open our blinds to a certain degree. We want to pull up our shade to a certain length. We don't want to be stretched. And all of a sudden, in the scripture I hear, stretch your tent curtains wide. 
and don't hold back. And all of a sudden, the Lord is like saying, broaden your horizon. Look to areas you've never seen before. Look unto the fields that are white unto harvest. We are so limited. We are so narrow-minded. Our vision needs to be stretched where we break out of our routine and our comfort zone. And we, and we do things that we've never done before. We open the tent curtains wide and we don't hold back. And all of a sudden, we see things we have never seen before. And then I saw, I thought of in 2 Kings. Remember Elisha was in Dothan and the Aramean armies surrounded him and his servant peeks out the curtain and says, hey boss, there's more of them than there are of us. They're, they're, they, they've encamped us. They're circled the whole city. We're in trouble. And what did Elijah basically say to his servant? Oh, go back to that curtain and just don't peek, but stretch the curtain wide and see that there are more for us than there are against us. And all of a sudden, his servant saw the army of God surrounding the, Amer- uh, the Aramean army. Stretch. Stretch, see things that God's never allowed you to see before. And I'm, man, I'm just like getting beat up. And then I read lengthen. Lengthen your cords. Prepare for growth. Lengthen your cords is a way of reaching out further by lengthening the cords. Reaching out. The nation of Israel was beaten down at this time, defeated. When Isaiah spoke these prophetic words, God was proclaiming his judgment upon the nation for their sin. And they were going to face 70 years in exile. Was there any reason to have hope? Yes. God says, I will not forget you. And the Lord spoke through Isaiah that this will be for a period, but there's a time coming when you're going to be more productive than you have ever had before. Lengthen. Reach. I am so thankful that since we have started life groups, there's always a community outreach. Do you know how many outreaches we have had to different parts? Just this past semester alone, right over to my left, your right, on, is a firehouse. Where this past semester, 45 cards of thanks were written to our volunteers with a 5 or a $10 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts in every one. Right over to your left is, is a house, a, a group home for, for, for girls, that, tough girls. And a life group threw a party for them in December. And now every Wednesday night, five of those girls come to youth group on Wednesday nights because we were willing to strengthen the ropes, lengthen the ropes and reach out. There's a girl who's a walker. 
She walks every day. She's just out walking. She walks Jackson Hills, Georgia Road, and whenever I see her, man, I, I just pray for her. But now that I have known her, not only do I pray, I blow the horn and wave, and she waves back. Enlarging our territory by reaching out. Jesus made it clear. The church needs to reach out more than ever. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creatures. Repent and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, and Judea, and to the ends of the earth. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Lengthen the ropes. Prepare for growth. Reach out. The Catas, you, you came in the other day and I had just found out you had come from serving at Open Door. We have groups now who are serving our community up at Open Door, volunteering at the food pantry. We had a, a, a life group that gave $600 to the pantry. As we start a new semester of life groups, we're doing a combined life group and church outreach. And our outreach is to the food bank. You know what happens to food banks? From Thanksgiving to Christmas, they're in, inundated with food. Do you know when they're forgotten about? January to April. And we want to start a food drive, a church-wide food drive. Hey, when a pound of butter is over $4... Man, we need to make sure we have those shelves stocked up the food bank for those in need of food. And we're going to do a food, a church-wide food drive for Open Door Food Pantry. Hey, ShopRite's having can-can sales right now. It's a good time. Strengthen. Lengthen. Lengthen the ropes. And then as you enlarge, as you stretch... As you lengthen, boy, this next word, strengthen, strengthen. One translation says, drive the stakes deep. What's he saying? Shore up your foundation. Know what it is that you believe. Strengthen the foundation. How do you strengthen the foundation? You strengthen the foundation through faith. Man, it's, it's nothing that we do. God says, I will build my church. And we need to be men and women of faith that God is building his church through you and I. Through prayer. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and availeth much. How many know that prayer... is what advances the church. And it's through obedience. This is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. That's how we strengthen the foundation. But not only strengthen the foundation, we need to remember our own foundation. And let me repeat this. I've said it many times. What is the foundation of our church. What is it that we value? We value the great commission of going into all the world 
and preaching the gospel. I was going to save this for next week being Mission Sunday. But I got a preliminary report in from Springfield headquarters that records our world missions giving, our, our, our missions giving, U.S. and home, home missions and, and foreign missions. Are you ready? 300 and $50,000 this year for the cause of missions. My friends, that's a lot of money. Why is it a lot of money? Because we value the Great Commission. And it's not just a, a man, it's not just a commandment, it's a mandate. It's a mandate that unites. As we unite ourselves with God, we unite ourselves with one another that we will fulfill this mandate of reaching this lost world for Jesus Christ. Secondly, we value the ministry of the local church because God uses the local church as a vehicle to fulfill the Great Commission. And that's why we need to develop. Develop disciples. Develop followers of Jesus Christ. Develop one another with your gifts and your talents and your abilities to develop leaders so that we can be a vehicle to fulfill that great commission that we value so much. Develop ministries. And then we value people. Why do we value people? Because the church without people, it's just a building. And we value people. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do what? Good works. To serve. Now, it's not our good works that save us. Some thinks it's your good looks. It's not your good works. Jesus Christ and his blood saves us. But once you become a follower of Jesus Christ, once you become his, you're filled with his love of God. And the love of God, you just can't contain the love of God. You just want to serve. You just want to share it. Wherever God and whatever gifts, talents, and abilities that God has you, you just want to serve. Why? Because we value people and through our gifts and through our abilities and through our service, we want to see the lost one for Jesus Christ. And that reverts back that we're united in fulfilling the Great Commission. You're going to hear more about these words, unite, develop, and serve. That is the main thing. Pastor Bonnie, you can come. Enlarge the place of your tent. Don't get comfortable. Expand. Enlarge. Break the routine. Open wide the curtains of the tent. Do not hold back. See the things I have prepared for you. Lengthen, reach, prepare for the things I want to do. Strengthen, shore up the foundation. Because as verse 1 says, I want to do something big. I want to make you more productive 
than you have ever been before. Just make room. Enlarge your capacity for more of me. All of life comes down to just one thing that's to know you, Jesus, and to make you. Just one thing that's to know you, oh Jesus, and to make you know. At the beginning of the message, I believe the word that God had a word for some of you who are just a dry season. If that word was for you, would you just, by faith, stand? I know that takes a lot of transparency, but we're not here to judge. But I believe there's something about responding to the word that God has for us. It's been a long time since you have sung. It's been a long time since you have broken out in a song. It's been a long time since you have shouted for joy. And God says that season is coming to an end and I'm going to make you more productive than ever before. Would you just stand? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that that season would come to an end quickly. And there will be just in the midnight hours at 2 o'clock in the morning, you'll just drop a song in their spirit. And they'll just break out in singing. I pray that perhaps on, on their way to work, they'll just burst out in joy as they're driving. who are standing just a, a word of testimony a word of encouragement the person behind the keys have had a moment like that recently she came into the office early one Tuesday and said dad we just need to talk God is pouring out his spirit Make room for it, friends. Make room for it. In Jesus' name. And to all of us, you just feel the need to enlarge the place of your influence. 
your prayer today is like the prayer of Jabez. Bless me, O Lord, and enlarge the circle of my influence. Enlarge my territory. God, I want to make room for you. I want you to flow through. I want to be stretched. I want to lengthen. I want to strengthen it. If that's word for you, would you stand as well? Thank you, Jesus. All of life comes down to just one thing. All of life comes down to just one thing, that's to know you, oh Jesus, and to make you known. Lord, I know that you want to do something amazing, something incredible. And we just have to make room for you. We have to enlarge the place of our tent. Enlarge our capacity for more of you. Even if it means just letting things go. Help us to break the routines and the habits and start to stretch wide the curtains of the tent. And we don't want to hold back. Let us see things that we have never seen before in the supernatural. Lengthen our ropes and let our stakes go deep. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, for the 26th going to Israel in February I know that God is going to move in your life in a supernatural way to walk in the steps in the places where Jesus walked Lord, I pray that as a result of those visiting that holy land, you will enlarge their capacity for more of you. Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, for those going to Israel, please go right outside door four, right across the building, be downstairs. I know you have a meeting that you got to get to and prepare for. So uh, 